Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello, this is Rabbi Ethan Linden. I'm in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I'm very excited to be back with you on the Daily Daf, studying Psachim Daf Mem Gimel, page 43. I'm excited to be back and very excited to not be trying to teach about Masechet Erevin, which was my last assignment. And I think we can all agree that Erevin was about 45 pages too long. But I'm excited to be talking about Psachim, and today I would like to uh, mention something that comes from today's daf, which the discussion comes about rather discursively, as it often does in the Gemara, but it has to do with the specific issue of Pesach and women. As we get to the bottom of 43a and move to 43b, a conversation begins about the question of women and the mitzvot of Pesach. Specifically, two. The first mitzvah is a negative injunction. One must not eat chametz, leaven, on Pesach for the entire time of the holiday. That, of course, is a well-known uh, obligation. And the second, the positive mitzvah, is that people are required, obligated, to eat matzah on, according to the rabbis, the first day of the holiday. On the first day of the holiday, that is the biblical festival day, one is required to eat matzah. And that's good news for the matzah baking companies, but the question really is, that the Gemara gets into, is, are women obligated to do that? And of course, that question arises because of the general principle that is outlined uh, most carefully in Masechet Kedushin, that women are exempt from mitzvot asesh asman grama, as the, as the Gemara says, commandments that are positive commandments, which are triggered by a particular time. Literally, the time causes them. A classic example of this would be dwelling in the sukkah. That, of course, is a positive commandment. One is required to dwell in the sukkah. But it is a commandment that only happens in a particular time of the year, of course, on the holiday of Sukkot. And women are traditionally considered exempt from that obligation. Another example is the recitation of the Shema, which according to rabbinic literature is required twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And that is considered a mitzvah that is caused or triggered by a particular time period. The period in the morning has a beginning and an end, so too the evening, and thus women are exempt, again, according to the Mishnah, women are exempt from saying Shema because this is a commandment that is triggered by a particular time. Well, the problem here is that the eating of matzah is clearly one of these mitzvot, a commandment that fits perfectly into this paradigm. It is a mitzvah aseh, it is a requirement, something that we must do positively. But 
it is also caused very obviously by the particular time. That is, one can eat matzah on the day before Passover or on the third day of Passover, but by doing so, one does not fulfill any particular obligation. It is only on the day of Passover, that first day, when we are required to eat matzah, that we fulfill the obligation, and therefore, eating matzah is clearly a mitzvah aseh shazman gramat. It's clearly a positive commandment that is triggered by, that is caused by a particular time. And in fact, um, one of the things that our Gemara says as we get to the top now of, of 43b is that there was this concern that you might think that uh, because women are not obligated to eat matzah, that they may also therefore be exempt from the prohibition against eating chametz. Now this is obviously uh, not a serious concern because we already know from other places that the principle is that everyone is obligated in the injunctions. That is, everyone is required to maintain the negative mitzvot, those things that uh, prohibit. But I think it's interesting that there was at least this entertaining of the notion that, in fact, women are not obligated to eat matzah on Pesach because it is very clearly a mitzvah seshaz man grama. But then the Gemara goes on to say that, in fact, we do not rule that way because Rabbi Eliezer says that women are, in fact, required to eat matzah on Pesach. They are subject to that obligation, and they're subject to that obligation because anybody, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that is subject to the prohibition against eating chametz is also subject to the obligation to eat unleavened bread. And in many ways, this issue of women eating matzah, despite the fact that it's clearly a mitzvah, which the principle says they should be exempt from, is one that actually comes up in the discussion of the principle itself in Kedushin uh, 33bet and 34aleph. And in, in that conversation, the Gemara, quoting the principle from the Mishnah that all uh, affirmative mitzvot that are uh, time-bound, women are exempt from, says, but we have all of these examples of things that women are in fact required to do even though they are clearly and then they ask is this even a general principle and then they give a couple of examples of exceptions one of ours one of them is our example that is the the matzah but there's also uh that you should be happy on uh, on festivals, which is clearly a, a commandment that of a positive nature that is time bound, and then there's the question of uh, of what is called the the, the mitzvah of, of assembling um, that happens uh, every seven years uh, during uh, during Sukkot. In other words, there are clearly examples of cases where the principle tells us very clearly that women are exempt. But in fact, the rabbinic tradition assumes that they are not exempt, which leads to this very fascinating statement by Rabbi Yochanan, who basically says, we can't learn from general principles, even when exemptions, exceptions, excuse me, even when exceptions are stated. That is, we have this general principle that women are exempt from time-bound meets vote, but we can't really learn anything from that principle. That is, if we have a particular mitzvah, and we know that it's 
a positive time-bound mitzvah, we can't necessarily assume that women are exempt from that mitzvah. They might be that that's one of the exceptions. And this leads me to imagine, uh, along with others, that this notion of women being exempt from this class of mitzvot, positive time-bound commandments, is probably more of a line of best fit than a principle. That is to say, there were probably things that women were doing and things that women were not doing. And as the rabbinic tradition developed, there was an attempt by the rabbis, certainly by the time of the Mishnah, to categorize these things that women were doing and not doing. And so they drew a line of best fit, which was that women are exempt from a positive time-bound mitzvot. And the list of those, which is also there in Kedushin, are things like sukkah and shofar and lulav and tzitzit and tefillin and things like this. But clearly, there were other obligations that women felt um, that were incumbent upon them, such as eating matzah uh, at Pesach, such as uh, rejoicing on the festivals. And it does seem to me that as we move into a modern period, and certainly in our own lives, people feel um, obligated in different ways to different sorts of mitzvot, which leads us to the statement of the Gemara from Rabbi Yochanan, that it's very hard to learn from general principles when it comes to the practice of mitzvot, when it comes to the leading of our ritual lives. Thanks very much, and we'll talk again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.